I'm Matthew. I'm Marty. I'm Carlos. And we are the Heroes 3. Welcome to Heroes 3, the uh, bi-weekly podcast where three friends explore the best, worst, and everything in between in the world of Asian cinema. And this week we are continuing our look at Stephen Chow movies with 1996's Forbidden City Cop, which is directed by uh, Stephen Chow and another person, right? Yeah, Vincent Cobb. Yeah. Vincent Cobb. Yeah. But yeah, this is continuing our Stephen Chow look, which I was... I'm definitely not super familiar with the stuff outside of the obvious of Kung Fu Hustle, so I am. Uh, I was definitely pleasantly surprised with this one. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a fun movie and a lot more like sweet than I was expecting. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, Marty, I, I, I consider Marty our, my uh, Stephen Chow expert, and I feel like he's really <laughs> cu- carefully curating these choices because, mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much to talk about the highs and lows of Stephen Chow's career, but uh, we got a couple bangers already, and I love this film, and I remember, like I said, glimpses of different films, but watching it again for the podcast, man, it's just, I don't know, it just hit me the perfect spot, because uh, the comedy's great, the pacing's great, uh, the action, when there's action, it's it's amazing, and um, I, I like how it riffs on things, you know, um, We've got kind of a James Bond riff going on, but honestly, it's <laughs> yeah. more of a wuxia film uh, satire. Mm-hmm. Well, not not necessarily satire. I almost feel like it's just a straight up wuxia film. It, yeah, it's kind of just a wuxia film, but it has jokes in it. And yes, it isn't. I feel like a lot of the wuxia stuff we've watched is it's incredibly silly, but the movie takes it incredibly seriously. Yeah. and this one kind of leans into the silly. So. But you could also talk about how I mean, with really good parodies, you kind of have to pay a lot of respect to what you're parodying yeah yeah and uh this film gets that uh incredibly correct yeah gosh this is this movie is super close to my heart and yeah one of my very favorite uh Stephen Chow films and hopefully with this progression um we're kind of seeing how um Stephen and his collaborators personality is sort of emerging kind of against the backdrop of status quo Hong Kong and I feel like we're one step kind of closer to that in this film. Um, yeah, very sweet. And also, I would say very coherent compared to maybe like, a, say, a Wong Jing comedy from the late 80s <laughs> or, or early 90s. 100% um, agree. Yeah. And uh, but it's also just this perfect vehicle for, um, yeah, just some of the genius things that that Stephen does so well on screen. Um, also really interesting mix of casting here. There's a, a few characters that are like the composer of the film plays a role in the movie. Um, th- there's a famous Hong Kong cinematographer, actually the cinematographer for uh, Kung Fu Hustle uh, plays a role in the movie. But yeah, so you've got that kind of cool mix of um, different types of folks in front of the camera and also something really special about forbidden city cop and we're going to kind of see this trend continue through the rest of our section uh this was a sync sound movie um we mentioned way back that super cop police story 3 was really one of the first kind of landmark 
sync sound films uh, in Hong Kong, which <laughs> seems crazy to think, you know, yeah. the early nineties is, is when it happens. But we mentioned in the past there, um, there are a lot of benefits to, um, you know, post recording or ADRing all of your dialogue like that. It's funny. I've been doing like a Lord of the Rings rewatch and actually someone mentions in one of the uh, appendices there that I think for fellowship, it's like 80 to 90% ADR. Um, really? Yeah. I think there's oh. just a lot of, uh, a lot of noise, a lot of whatever, um, really, huh. <laughs> really well executed. Cause you'd never guess, but, um, yeah. And who knows? Maybe that. Yeah. I guess is, getting numbers off. I guess this is talking about a different movie. Sorry. But yeah, I guess miking whenever you have like the weird, like perspective shots is probably really difficult. So yeah, yeah I have those, sense to do those little Hobbit mics and then the normal people. <laughs> mics, right? <laughs> right. But so it's interesting. We're seeing, I would say um, a more nuanced, more um, kind of quasi improvisational, even though, you know, it's a well-scripted film uh, kind of beats between, between characters and um, yeah, there's just so much that I think sets this movie apart. Uh, for me, the first thing that I think of when it comes to this film is the central relationship. I maybe teased it a little bit at the end of the last episode, but this is maybe my favorite like on-screen married couple in, in any movie. It's <laughs> incredibly sweet, funny, um, through, but through the course of the film, we do get to kind of like push on the relationship a little bit and mm-hmm. um have at least the appearance of kind of challenge and conflict but amazing chemistry here between uh, Karina Lau and uh, Stephen Chow yes uh, both of them whom had a lot of tv background um but this is really the only project where they they work together and it's just um it's just amazing and and I want to say that I think Vincent Cock decided um just seeing them work together that this was a real um, this is a real reason to produce the whole movie in sync sound because um, they just had this amazing spontaneous kind of chemistry in these scenes. He also ends up using a lot of unbroken takes uh, when it's the two of them as well. And so, um, so that's special. Also want to quickly mention um, there are quite a few pivotal uh, moments that were shot in mainland China, um, particularly the forbidden city, material um there's a really striking shot in like a this cave area at one point in the movie um and so also kind of like super cop a little bit of a um kind of co-production well not so much a co-production they basically a hong kong crew um yeah you know traveled over uh gathered some shots and kind of finished the rest back home but uh, yeah, a lot of special kind of little touches. Uh, you mentioned the the James Bond influence. We should probably say it's the movie's a <laughs> quasi sequel. Um, yeah, it's very it's it's very loose, um, but it it nods to an earlier film which isn't in our arc, but may we may feature in a, if we ever do a second Stephen Chow arc or something, and that's uh, from Beijing with Love, and that's where it's a more kind of direct send up of James Bond, like in the present day. But at one point in that film, he mentions that he has this lineage. Um, and this is perhaps like a, an ancestor of that James Bond character. Um, and his name is kind of a riff on um, the 008 name from, um, from that movie. Uh, but yeah, that's probably all kind of the, 
context we might might need going in. I love that you brought up sync sound because it's honestly something that I guess I I wasn't considering. But um, thinking about Stephen Chow and his work, I I always imagine his voice, and I think that uh, you know the comedy that the kind of comedy he delivers. I think having sync sound is kind of essential to that comedy yeah. because his delivery and um, that kind of energy that he brings it, it's it yeah you'd have you'd almost have to i mean i'm sure there's some adr stuff that you could do but having the real performance there is really important i think and um the uh yeah from beijing with love yeah i i, I do think that at some point we could talk about that but we can i guess i think that's like his first co-directing credit and um here we like we mentioned earlier this is also a co-directing credit but it's kind of cool to me to see how he kind of um i guess blossoms or kind of comes forth outside of just being a comedic actor and uh, yeah. you've mentioned before how he kind of had his hands in things even when Wang Jing was quote unquote <laughs> directing <laughs> <laughs> right how Stephen Chow would really kind of be uh pretty hands on and i mean honestly uh, I've heard that he's pretty, pretty strict, uh, creative force in all of the stuff he's involved with. So yeah, um, I think uh, increasingly to too, kind of as a yeah, yeah, almost to his detriment, I'd say, because I mean, we're we're sitting here, and as you go into his career, you see less work from him, and you can see maybe it's the pressure of producing better quality content, or maybe just kind of his, uh, you know, you know how like these. Uh, creative types can be <laughs> that could get <laughs> right. in the way of actually uh, producing art but um, yeah this is a great example to me of seeing him step more into the spotlight as a director and uh, you get more of a sense of uh, the vision that he wants to de deliver because I think in uh, from Beijing uh, with love there's there's definitely some Stephen Chow in there but you 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 also see stuff that you're like, oh, I don't, I don't picture this kind of scene when you, I think of a Stephen Chow film, and um, right, right here you you get this. I, I I also have to say real quick that it's it's that combination of action and comedy and also heart that yeah. uh, I I love so much from his films, and this is kind of like the best example of it uh, from around this time. So this is 1996, and actually uh, just off of uh i think two years before the year before we had a chinese odyssey films and he had a couple of films in between that but this is kind of another big landmark film for him and then uh i think god of cookery is either next year or the same year yeah and, it's, uh, it's that's following also, this yeah yeah also a big uh landmark stephen chow film so yeah, I mean, if you're a fan of his work, and uh, I honestly, yeah. I feel like in the West, a lot of people, it's kind of like this thing where I saw Shaolin Soccer, and now I want to see all of the other stuff that he's done. So they kind of go back and try and find things, and uh, this would be a hidden gem among those movies. For sure. Yeah, it's it's interesting you mentioned the uh, uh, Chinese Odyssey stuff, because this definitely feels a lot more similar to those than it does to... Uh, love on delivery just because right. of like the kind of fantasy wuja setting um and i just i love how after i guess after chinese ghost story and um 
Once Upon a Time in China, everyone in Hong Kong was like, we need to have the dramatic lighting and Dutch angles and yeah. smoke just everywhere <laughs> <laughs> because you see that a ton in, in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Wait, I guess I was, I was about to bring something up, but I guess we should just jump into the movie itself, huh? Sounds yeah, good to sure. me. Let's do it. Cool. Uh, but first, let's take a look at the back of the VHS. Within the Forbidden City, an elite force protects the Emperor. Among these fierce warriors is Ling Ling Fought, master of magnet. Although his genius goes underappreciated, he is fueled by an endless fountain of encouragement through his loving wife, Ting. He and his wife set out, armed only with his wild inventions, to save the Emperor from the dark magic of the Kam tribe. But all's fair in love and war, and the Kam tribe devises a plot that would not only win them a victory, but could shake the foundation of Ling Ling Fat and Ting's precious marriage. What invention can save them? Stephen Chow Sing Chi stars alongside Karina Lau in this heartwarming comedy send-up of Wuja. Forbidden City Cop! So the movie opens with like this, the most like, like stereotypical almost yeah, Wuja exactly. opening of like these these fighters on top of a rooftop and like talking each other down and talking about their styles and the the flying fairy from beyond the skies, which is the that's how the subtitle says like this technique or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> and like right before the fight actually gets going, then. Stephen Chow flies in and and uh, arrests them for trespassing. Yeah, it's it takes the wuxia stuff you're expecting and just throws like a banana peel right in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I love so. uh, how he kind of spotlights these wuxia heroes. They turn into these basically ugly dudes that are just trying to play with their toys, <laughs> mm-hmm. and he's mocking them the whole time. But I do really love the. Uh, Flying fairy from beyond the skies, that term is really cool and it actually kind of develops into an important thing throughout the film. Yeah. Um, there is uh, at least one of these characters is uh, a, should be a kind of a familiar character to Wuxia uh, fans. Um, the uh, four eyebrows dude. <laughs> 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 um, he is... he. he his name is Lu Xiaofeng, and he's actually based on a Wuxia character from a popular novel series. And actually, this whole opening is supposedly like ripped right from one of those uh, Gulong uh, novels. I think like the dialogue and everything up until the moment um, that Stephen Chow's character <laughs> shines his flash, like so just total fun. cop flashlight on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we get a Bond intro, <laughs> which yeah. is which is cool. <laughs> Some like kind of wuja scenes and and like women dancing and stuff in silhouette. <laughs> and the um, opening with silhouette very, is with this just... very like off-brand James Bond music. Yeah, totally. With like a few kind of ethnic Chinese instruments thrown in, but mm-hmm. this opening silhouette of um, Stephen Chow's character like on a spinning pedestal, whatever, <laughs> is just so funny. Yeah, um, yeah, they're uh, just getting a lot out of the juxtaposition here, just kind of as they do in that opening scene. Uh, something I found out on the oh, so I think we mentioned there's a new, newish uh, Blu-ray release from '88 Films, um, which I was able to pick up before this, and yeah, strongly recommend. It's not in um, North American region, um, but 
if you have like an external Blu-ray drive for your computer or something, you should be able to watch it. But a uh, commentary by uh, Frank Jang, who I, um, ha- I haven't heard any of his commentaries yet, but yeah, really cool. And he mentioned how that one silhouette where there's um, the dancing lady on his shoulder, that that was all like a forced perspective in camera. Really? Thing. Oh, that's yeah. fun. So it's like, oh, that's um, really cool. Yeah, Frank Jang's commentary tracks are very entertaining. If if you're a fan of this stuff and you see his name on, which the chances are pretty good that with these new releases you will see his name because he's been involved with a lot regarding 88 Films and Eureka, I believe. Yeah. And uh, he's he's a wealth of information. So, yeah, listen to those commentaries, guys. But, oh, oh so I should mention my, my favorite bit in here. There's so much, we, we joked about this, how we're just going to end up explaining jokes over and over and over but <laughs> my my favorite in this sequence is when the the dancers bust out some like 90s dance like fly yeah. girl moves oh man yeah totally <laughs> i laughed out loud for that that was so funny yeah so now for like the first scene we get to see the emperor himself um and see all of the all of the double o agents the ling ling which is just zero zero um, yeah, and uh, here we get an example, not to step on you, but uh, here we get the first example of kind of these wordplay jokes that, uh, honestly, thankfully, with a nice new translation, there's more context to that we can understand a little more. So uh, the first thing they show are the placards, and this was a New Year's film, a Lunar New Year's film in Hong Kong, and the first thing you see is Kong Hei Fat Choi, which is like the New Year's congratulatory saying, and what you find out is that at, that's actually the agents' names, so each of them are double O. Oh, yeah. 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 So, um... They, oh, that's funny. They do this <laughs> thing where um, you know, they're giving you a joke, but there's also another joke in, in this, and actually the Ling Ling Fat is kind of a play on uh, like 008. So Fa Mm -hmm. is close to sounding like 8, and I think they use different characters for it. But Mm -hmm. you're supposed to hear that and think of 008, and that's part of the joke. Yeah, which would be like Ling Ling Chat or something. So it's like... Yeah, and yeah, in uh, From Beijing with Love, he's Ling Ling Chat. And that's like, yeah. So this is the thing. Really what I wanted to just say is that uh, we're, we're blessed again to have more care taken with these releases and when you get good subtitles like this it just makes you appreciate this media that much more yeah totally also um really great cast of characters here near the throne um emperor is played by uh uh, chung tat ming and he was like a i think even a stand-up comic or something like that and i don't think he had been on screen much um but another example of steven kind of pulling in interesting um kind of folks for the for the roles yeah and, then, and uh, another familiar face we'll see is a uh, another uh director who works with steven a lot uh lee lick chi who has yeah. the <laughs> what seems like a mustache but it's actually yeah, is but his, his nose hair, hair. <laughs> oh, i felt that a little too close to home oh, oh man, awesome <laughs> that's great uh, um what we get here is a, a martial arts demonstration and mm-hmm. um the uh, all of the the four agents have their chance to shine and um it's it's pretty great first you get like an iron shirt kind of yeah qigong like force like hit me with any weapon and i'll be fine and then you'll get this kind of high flying kick situation oh 
I had the name written down. My favorite, whenever the guy's doing the iron shirt thing, he like flexes and, and his his like clothes rip off. And, oh. the, and the emperor is like, he just blew his clothes off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, Ling Ling Kung. And Ling Ling Hei uses the stone shattering foot. And they show him like doing some really cool kicks. And actually, I, I kind of like, there's a couple shots that are really cool. There's like an overhead shot of him doing a bunch of flips. Which is like I don't know. It's framed really well and it looks cool. And then yeah, uh, Ling Ling really Choi uses a five five form fist, so he goes through the animal styles, and that all builds up. All of this really intense action builds up. <laughs> joke, which is pretty great. Oh, so great. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, just um, like we were saying earlier, uh, part of what sells good, um, like juxtaposed comedy or period comedy in this case is like executing the traditional things at a high level. And this almost seems like, like you were saying, Matthew, kind of like a once upon a time in China kind of style film or something. And all this action is amazing. And, Oh, this like non-moving camera on Steven Ugh. as he starts just tumbling and doing these somersaults. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's definitely amazing. definitely gonna make a gift for that. Oh, it's doing, so like, the kind of very... great! And wonderful cuts back to the throne. Um, Frank Chang mentions in the commentary that he and um, uh, he and Vincent were like working out these somersaults at the hotel l- lobby. Like Stephen just kept trying different <laughs> kinds of uh, tumbles until uh, everybody was cracking up. But um, it's awesome, and I love when he gets up out of. His last little somersault, he's still, he's like maintaining all of his poise and he holds out his hand. Um, And this is where we kind of start to see what this character is really all about. In addition to being kind of a cop who's in the wrong era, um, he's a crazy inventor. And um, yeah, he's, he's 007 and Q rolled up into one. Oh yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and this this it's funny the movie almost at some points almost becomes like a like a carrot top prop comedy because <laughs> it's like oh, totally because it's like a lot of jokes with like you know the physical like these these wacky inventions and like you know like one of the things he introduces is these two blades that he sticks together and spins and it's just like a big fan is is blowing on the the emperor and his his crew and then a gun <laughs> But a, a, a gun, gun without a barrel, and he's. Uh, I love. He's like, and you put all these things inside of a small enclosed space, like <laughs> someone's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then he has his own sort of cue, like um, dude who's who's helping him out. And we find out to prep for um, his mouth withstanding this amount of heat. <laughs> he's eating all kinds of like spicy foods and crazy peppers and dumplings and stuff. Oh yeah, and he mentioned the Xiao Long Bao the. Uh, soup dumplings. Have you guys ever had those? Oh, dude, so good. Man, I've burned my not. mouth that so sounds... many times on those <laughs> things, but I love them. <laughs> well, yeah. obviously, you're not ready for this uh, for this technique. I, I need so. more training. Yeah, the yeah. the monk that's uh, here, his he goes by Fat Yan in the film, but this is uh, Lao Garying, who we saw in Chinese Odyssey. He was the longevity monk. Yeah, who sings oh, cool. uh, Only You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Any excuse to drop that into an episode, yeah, right? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have to dig that out. <laughs> Only you can take me to 
white wine. Um, it does not go off as planned, and we get the crazy, like Looney Tunes, goofy, prosthetic, exploded lips and yeah, smoky yeah. face and everything. Um, yeah, that's, that's I love great. the the reaction though. So the emperor's like, shut up! And there's these like he keeps calling uh <laughs> ling ling fa- up he's like get up here get up here get up there's like all this hurried like it seems like there's this perfect energy of almost like improv but scripted comedy at the same time and yeah. <laughs> like seeing them do this like a couple of times really works for me yeah up and down the stairs and just getting yep. like slapped the daylights mm-hmm. out of him um and then he's kind of you know thrown out of um out of the palace. There's a really great shot. And this is also on location in China. And we see like an incredible array of like soldiers on either side um, of this uh, entry gate or something. And we see the other agents. They're sort of like cheered as they exit. <laughs> and then when mm-hmm. it gets to living spot, they all stop. <laughs> but he's like yeah. ready to cheer. Oh, it's so great. Um also, yeah. the music right whenever he leaves is kind of, it's kind of sounds like Swan Lake. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, it's it's it of, definitely right. feels da, da, like da, a da, Swan da, Lake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, the music college that's still stuck in my brain. No, totally. Yeah, yeah there's a know. lot of crazy music choices. It's... um. Tatslao Yitat is the composer, and he plays a role um, in the movie, um, uh, <laughs> a transvestite ghost that's uh, pretty um, crucial to the <laughs> proceedings yeah. later on. Yeah, it's great. Um, but yeah, so then... <sighs> that's that's really funny. So oh, we'll man, get there. Really funny. <laughs> um, and so then we then kind of follow Ling Thought to um, his domicile, and we see that... Um, he's not just any doctor. He's essentially a, a gynecologist. And we have this kind of um, montage of a few different ladies that are coming to him. And we see just kind of how ill fit he seems to be um, mm-hmm. for the work. And this is this is great. And um, one thing that was really cool to me personally, the um, so first there's like an older lady and he's just clearly not like patient or respectful enough with her. But then the second woman... Um, <laughs> It's a really cool thing where she ends up turning the tables on him and she actually kind of ends mm-hmm. up having really technical scientific answers for everything. But that yeah. actress, her name is uh, Alvina Kong and Alvina is the name of my wife's name and rarely run into it. So it's, that's that's cool. Yeah, that's right. Wow. There are so many Alvinas, right? To encounter <laughs> yeah. one for the podcast. What are yeah. the chances? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty that's nice. awesome. Yeah. But um, those... There are these little bits here, and uh, really what it ends up doing is introducing Karina Lau as his wife, and uh, mm-hmm. you immediately are like, oh, man, come on. This is this is the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's just so great. I think sp- probably, too, for all three of us, like, happily married dudes or whatever, it's just <laughs> – it's awesome seeing something this sweet in, you know – in this kind of like Hong Kong action milieu or whatever. Um, and seeing something sweet that doesn't result, like it isn't set up just for one of them to die or something yeah. like that. So I feel like that's how usually how that goes. And it's not like saccharine sweet either. It's like, mm-hmm. 
um it's actually know, it's very su- genuine super yeah. real yeah it's, it's yeah it's wild because they're like just they're just dunking on each other and messing and like wrestling and you know just goofing around all the time which... yeah totally and her introduction is awesome because the last of these patients um uh and apparently i guess she is like a category three like adult actress in hong kong so that might be oh wow a reference Perfect. like for the audience and she starts like coming on to him pretty strong in almost like a possessed sort of way and yeah. then he turns and says hey wifey or honey or whatever and she just stays like totally frozen the patient mm-hmm. um so yeah great oh, entrance great. but then we have just yeah this super delightful like teasing and um giving each other shit and um mm-hmm. and see this <laughs> awesome home life they have in like a period <laughs> you know Right. Um, yeah. Like classic Kung Fu. Yeah. Homestead or whatever. And I love like at one point she's like oh, has his arm and like an arm lock and and she he's like, let go. You're like, you're about to break my arm. And she's like, no, if I do that, you're just going to tackle me again. And then <laughs> she actually does break his arm. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. And there, there, there's the great visual bit of like his head bop, like bouncing bop, bop. on the ground. Man, and so yeah, good. following this, you get a little cute scene between the two of them, too, where mm-hmm. you see that he not only is he a great inventor, but he's really thoughtful, too. So he makes these goofy little inventions for their relationship. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the first is like an artificial hand so she doesn't cut herself while she's chopping onions. <laughs> and they show it happening, too. It looks really great. And mm-hmm. uh, But I mean, my favorite gag is the whole bit with the bed. There's like this... <laughs> This the mouse powered uh, yeah it's like this gear yeah. th- powered like springboard for the bed so they can like do it and i was about to say i wrote a humping machine <laughs> yeah and yeah. you in any other movie like okay so wong jing is like one step away from steven chow like wong jing would turn it into the sleaze fest right but yeah in this yeah. film it's just actually wholesome and how she reacts to it and how he like re- reveals it to her there's like cool. it has this like stick shift gearbox thing. yeah yeah and including like the bottom which says reverse um so yeah. she's like well what does reverse do and then like she switches it into reverse and the entire thing collapses it's awesome yeah it's it's too good <laughs> we literally are just gonna be talking about all these jokes explaining mm-hmm. you all the jokes people yeah. <laughs> so now he gets kind of a message from 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 command we get to see that um this this is the this is the composer you said this character yeah that, that plays up, the, the woman. Ghost. and it's cool yeah. because like knowing that you see it's like they're not necessarily giving it 110 percent as an actor um which is yeah. kind of perfect for this it is because it's like very clear it's supposed to be like you know this him as a gynecologist, like his cover, since he's a secret agent, and it's she comes in to get you know get an examination and whenever they're alone, he's like, you don't have to, you don't have to keep doing this bit, like we're alone. Um, and that's how he he uh, uh, finds out he needs to uh, go back to the the emperor, and he starts the important job of cleaning a bunch of dishes. Yeah, that's a great shot. Um, but it, and yeah, it does... this is one of those um. Uh, oh, sorry. That there's a really no, impressive shot of the the caverns that they're in, and that apparently was um, shot in mainland China as well. Oh, very cool. I figured it was all just a soundstage. That's really cool. I guess it could be a soundstage on mainland China. Yeah. No, but um, yeah, really awesome location. 
and then we get to introduce to our kind of our villains in the in the movie, which is very silly, and they're all like kind of have this weird way of speaking. Yeah, um, totally. And this is a throat we've almost encountered this, but kind of not quite. So in uh, Dreadnought, um, that's kind of that was really um, Yun Chunyi's kind of first foray is like this kind of dark villain character, mm-hmm. and um, there end up. Uh, in the finale of that movie, there's some really crazy kind of dark magic with the Peking opera and the masks and everything. Um, but th- the Yun clan kind of took that to the next level um, after Dreadnought in a classic film called The Miracle Fighters, which we haven't covered on the podcast yet. But essentially, the characters that uh, Yun Chung Yan and Yun Chun Yi are playing here are almost pulled exactly out of um, Miracle Fighters. Oh, cool. In- including that kind of. Um, well, it's this sync sound thing, so it's a little different. But yeah, just the the kind of the way that they're talking, um, and mm-hmm. then we we quickly see some of that crazy magic, uh, similar to the end of Dreadnought. Um, yeah, when some these characters like, don their masks too. Yeah, the, the very very direct references to me, and um, even um, later on in the film, during some of the action, there's some stuff that really ripped me back to when we covered Dreadnought so far back like i don't episode three i think i think that's literally episode three yeah and actually um i i think it's 88 films just announced that they're going to be releasing dreadnought yeah oh cool so excited for that yeah dude so cool and then they also so um it turns out that they're kind of the right and left hand of this master villain (laughs) who is like literally faceless it's Mm -hmm. kind of a cool little um, faceless food mask. yeah faceless <laughs> i do food. really like that take on the new subtitles yeah and the yeah. older ones it, they would call it the faceless stance and like it's a martial arts style that you, if you practice it you get so far involved into it that you lose your face <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i love that I like but, some some kung fu makes you able to fly some makes you be able to block swords and some just gets rid of your face <laughs> right <laughs> um but uh, they they basically have a nefarious plan, and this is where the uh, flying fairy uh, comes back into play. So there's a conference that they're holding, and uh, what it is, and I was so surprised to see this play out. <laughs> yeah. It's actually riffing on that uh, auto- alien autopsy. You guys remember that special yeah. from like 95, I think? Where it was like this very big. I only know it secondhand because I'm. Yeah, it's some of that footage of the Roswell footage. But apparently in Hong Kong, they um, they got the the rights to it, and then they kind of added a whole bunch of water. So they stretched out the alien autopsy series to be like much longer than it had any rights being. And so some of the jokes, and I didn't know this until the the eighty eight. Uh, films release but some of the jokes coming up a little bit later are directly kind of mocking that tv broadcast because apparently it was like night after night but you only got to see the autopsy in the very last episode what a Um, mess i i think that the the original special there's only like like 10 or 12 maybe it's like 15 minutes worth of footage of that alien autopsy but uh matthew if you ever get the chance to watch that you should watch it because like (laughs) <laughs> I mean, for me being a kid, and this was like when X Files was out and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it, yeah. there was a big buildup for this special on Fox. And I think it was like a Friday night show. And uh, Jonathan Frakes 
hosts it, and it was like oh, a cool. whole thing. Like, if what you are about to see is real, it's the most startling film footage in history. Although we remain skeptical, some experts believe this is authentic footage of an alien life form. Real or not, we must warn you, this appears to be an actual autopsy. And some of the footage you will see in the next hour is very gruesome. Stay with us as we put the question to you. Alien autopsy, fact or fiction? I mean, when I was a kid, I was like super into it and like kind of scared mm -hmm. to watch it, but I watched it. And um, uh, when I was looking stuff up for the episode, I, I saw that the people involved. Oh, man, let me see this. This guy's name. <laughs> Give me one second. You good? There was a like a a, a British. Uh, he's a London-based entrepreneur, and he, his name's Ray Santilli, and he's the guy that kind of got this footage and like sold it, ah. and they made a special out of it. But in uh, 2006, he revealed that it was like not authentic. Oh, <laughs> what? But, so the thing, yeah, I know, big <gasps> surprise, right? But the the thing about it was is building me up, breaking. So me what down, did he do Carlos? with the authentic version? So he said, oh, yeah, right. So what he said, though, was that there was real footage that they had, but it was in such bad shape that yeah. they had to restage it and <laughs> reshoot footage. You don't need to tell anybody about that. Just go ahead with it. Yeah. I love, uh, you know, it's funny. I feel like everyone had the kid that is like whenever you're on like the schoolyard that was like. Oh yeah, I I have you know Final Fantasy Thirty hasn't come <laughs> yeah. out here yet, but but my, <laughs> yeah. my my dad knows a guy that does it. I love that those some of those people grow up and do stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, that's perfectly. <laughs> right. Dude, that's a perfect illustration. Wow. And it's so sad that it's it's usually like Bigfoot stuff or alien stuff. It's like. Right. Oh, come on, guys. Like, yeah. the, I love that stuff, and it's super interesting to me. But then you get all these guys that have their whole, like, time travel theories and all this stuff, and it's like, mm -hmm. you're messing it up for everybody yeah. else that's really kind of trying yeah, to be the, interested this, in this. This movie pokes at, pokes at that. And, like, yeah, I'm amazing, sorry to sidetrack right? us, but it was super no, interesting no, to, dude, for me to so... dig that up oh, again. Wow. Yeah, right. but uh, so basically they have this setup, and what you find out is that they're bringing all these doctors to this conference for mm -hmm. an alien autopsy. And uh, that's their kind of ploy to take out, and they basically want to kill the emperor. And, uh, yeah. yeah. You, as, yeah. as we're moving forward, you see this play out. But you, yeah. you, you do, there's another great scene between our couple where they kind of get into a spat. And it's, it's almost like this spat where it's like, He's tired of her being so supportive of him. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, yeah. you just tell me I'm smart all the time. Yeah. Why? And but then... it, it actually it opens with maybe one of the best Stephen Chow gags. Oh history, yeah, which is like this kind of like grid, it's like battleship. Like this, yeah, battleship <laughs> grid that's yeah. like calligraphied on his back, and he starts calling out these like indexes. And you realize what he's doing is it's like uh, he has like an itch on his back and he's telling her like exactly where to like scratch and like massage him. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's adorable. And the, it, it builds to this little argument and she ends up walking out. She's like, I'm leaving. And she leaves. And there's like this perfect pause. He's de deliberating. <laughs> and then he walks out and yanks her back into the room. And he's like. I knew you would be hiding under the table. You always hide <laughs> you under, always the table. under the table. <laughs> and her response is like, 
well, if I don't hide under the table, I worry that you won't find me. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just screams. He just literally uh, screams. Yeah, that scream is yeah. so good. It's a, it's a really good scream. Exasperated, yeah. Ah! <laughs> <sighs> oh, but, then awesome. he, but then he apologizes and says that, you know, he's, he explains all of everything that's going on. And she basically says, well, if they're not inviting you as a doctor, just go anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and we yeah. just go together. Yeah, which is awesome. Um, so then they kind of are like galloping onto the road. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to... Do you know where that's shot? Because I just realized now that's... Because, yeah, it's this beautiful like canyon mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, that's, that's very, a good question. It's very unique. I th- uh, I'm pretty... I think that's a mainland China thing, too. Yeah, that giant... Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of looks like a quarry or rock. something. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure. It, it. I mean, in my head, because I'm not too well versed in, in Tokusatsu stuff, it looks like a place in Power Rangers. Oh, dude, like, totally. Lots of yeah. lots of quarries and that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But which it I also guess cuts... could cast it in Hong Kong because if if you think of like the end of Snake in the Eagle Shadow or something like those mm-hmm. kinds of locations too. But oh, yeah, yeah, so for sure. um, yeah, the, we have kind of a little caravan uh, around the emperor. And um, yeah, we end up getting into some amazing action here. Yeah, and another kind of staple of Wuxia films, you got to have a forest fight, right? And uh, mm-hmm. here we've got uh, another situation of an ambush. Um, I, I think of uh, Duel to the Death now <laughs> when I, <laughs> after us <laughs> yeah. covering that movie, like how wild that was. But uh, you. A- and it's funny because this is literally a comedy film and it's less crazy than the duel to the death <laughs> fight scene in the <laughs> right, forest. Right, But I love That's, the techniques uh, of uh, a mother and son here. Um, mother, she uses these like razor leaves. Like, mm-hmm. you know, unassuming leaves are falling down, but then all of a sudden you see that they're slicing up the people that are uh, in this caravan. So the, uh, yeah. the emperor is in a palanquin and... You've got the three leftover uh, Kung Hei Fat Choi uh, uh, Secret Service guys, and they get ambushed by mother and son. Or I guess Kohei and Choi, because yeah, Pa right. is, is somewhere else. Sure. And um, <laughs> you get to see them uh, in this really high, high-powered high action sequence. And I, yeah, I, I really love how they represent all of this action. The, um, the action director... Uh, I wasn't very familiar with, and it looks like he wasn't really involved with a lot of stuff that I I've seen before. But yeah, um, it's a uh, Tony Poon Kin Kwan. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I, it's just really hard to believe that yes. um, Yun Chun Yang and Yun Chin Yi aren't at least doing this sequence. It's like yeah, I mean, even to the, I mean, it feels like heavily act like action directed by them, even in terms of timing of. Right. Um, Not only that, but camera just, angles, everything. Yeah. Yeah. The way this action plays out, and I was honestly, I was setting up the alley for you to say that, Marty, <laughs> and you, <laughs> you, you slam dunked it. But yeah, um, yeah. I remember the scene in Dreadnought where uh, you've got this uh, transition between two scenes where you see uh, somebody basically is going to be eviscerated and you've got a shot here where it it smash cuts to somebody ripping open a chicken and it's showing you the violence without <laughs> showing you the violence and there's like this comedic uh, timing to it that works so well but it also is um uh, i mean pretty serious in what's happening and i love it yeah it's, it's crazy they get to 
kind of play it both ways and it just fully works. Uh, like you said, when there's about to be like a really gory impact, it cuts to this <laughs> kind of like a uh, proxy um, with Steven and Karina's character. So it's, I think it's first like a smashed watermelon and both of them are just so like giddy and innocent. Um, and then, yeah, the next injury is like a pulled apart, like rotisserie chicken, um, a nice little gag about like the dude not washing his hands or something. Yeah. And then the, the final one, um, the agent that we mentioned who has like the iron armor, uh, it's kind of like a sort of a nod to invincible armor, I guess. Um, you get the, the, the eggs. Yeah. So yeah, there he's, of course, yeah, the family the... jewels are the, the eggs, which is, yeah. <laughs> which I always want to say Johnny Cage. I know it's older than that, but <laughs> like the doing a split and, Getting hit in the balls, but <laughs> yeah, but yeah, and and it's funny because they they go to this this conference, but it kind of feels it's like a carnival. <laughs> There's like yeah, a snake totally. handler and a the person walking over hot coals and stuff. Um, but yeah, this is the the autopsy scene, and uh, thought kind of kind of finagles his way in because he doesn't have an invite, but. The the guy who's letting people in is like, well, okay, if you want to die, he's like, wait, what? <laughs> and, yeah. and then one of the doctors is played by uh, Vincent Cock, the other director of the film. Right. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. There's a there's a great bit where everyone's just like saying doctor, doctor, doctor yeah, yeah. to each other. <laughs> yeah, there's um, actually a bunch of great comedic beats in this sequence involving all the doctors talking to each other. I. I love the oh yeah the, the the moment where they're talking about these different medicines and one guy's like talking about weed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, oh, oh yeah. I found a type of plant. I wrote it down the the subtitle for it. It's a type of plant that whenever you eat it, you chortle and bellow and wish you were dead. <laughs> yeah, <it's so> good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then a... we should also mention um, Fats wearing this really oh unique, yeah um, hat like headwear that will end up um, being yeah really relevant, but. Yeah, I love the moment where they're talking about what kind of doctor they are, and he re- he says, "I'm a gynecologist," and one of the guys is like, "Oh, you you I know why you yeah, chose that." And he's like, gold. "Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny too." And then it, uh, something I didn't know before, but when it cuts to this person who's like announcing the autopsy, apparently this is the TV presenter that was the TV oh, presenter cool. for that show. So like oh, they're awesome. really, I guess, like going, <laughs> kind of going after that production. And this is where he says like night after night after night. Um, he's kind of referring to like how stretched mm-hmm. out that um, the content was. Yeah, the special was. Oh, and he says, man. like, we're first we're gonna have an interview with my husband's dogs, <laughs> yeah. you know, uncles, yeah, exactly. whatever. <laughs> um and that's whenever everyone rushes the stage to see it and they, they lift up the sheet and it's just you know, it's just an alien, like a, a classic gray alien <laughs> underneath. Yeah. Which that was really funny. Yeah, I love it. A flying fairy from beyond the sky. Yeah. It's too yeah. good. And um juxtaposed with this, we start to see some um masked assassins like infiltrate the compound um uh very kind of prodigal son-esque yes um Mm -hmm. and like not like probably meant to be like a reference even um yeah i I could see that yeah there's there's also a, a little thing here where they're talking about doing the autopsy and um uh Ling Ling Fat has basically like the butcher blade that you see in uh, uh, 
with love from uh, Beijing. It's like the same thing. Like that's kind of like an important part of his character in that movie. And yeah. I, I almost feel like that's got to be intentional too. Oh yeah. That's got to be a nod. Good, good catch. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But we get some really great comedy because these doctors are kind of arguing about what to do first and who should really um, be kind of like preparing the incisions and stuff. And meanwhile, people's throats are getting slit mm-hmm. um, kind of behind them. There's one really great moment. Um, a dude kind of in the background is just about to be you know, <laughs> murdered with his slit throat. And he says, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> what you've got to do is slit the throat first so that all the blood <laughs> comes up, which is, I don't know, just, again, the taste is like just so amazing in this movie, just. Really My absolute funny. favorite that I'm going to make just a really long gif of <laughs> is the guy lifting the knife and then bringing it back down and then lifting it up and bringing it back down, but not quite. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's the Vincent. That's who Vincent Cock is playing that, okay. that character. Uh, but yeah, it's so great. It's like, are you ready? Um, yep. So it, it and this leads to uh, the the assassins kind of get handled by some of the doctors and then you've got the son show up yun shunyi's character and he uses that uh that that double ability that he has to uh take out everybody and there's some like uh silhouetted violence of like some people getting impaled and uh oh we should also mention it's like the alien is not an alien um oh yeah right sorry about that (laughs) the chopper goes into his arm and it's the emperor Um, yeah yeah, he takes off the helmet, and it's just the emperor being. Yeah, so the, they apparently didn't kill him, but they kind of staged. They, they, I guess they wanted to die. frame them yeah. or something. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So Ling Ling Fat is watching uh, Sun do his thing, and you see that he's being very uh, uh, inquisitive about it, and he just he grabs a a, a big like stick, basically like a two by four, walks up to him, and he takes a swing and he hits the right one and then they do this kind of uh you know shell game kind of situation where he kids swapping them <laughs> back and forth and every time he's hitting he him he's like on the head he, he stops he's like dude how the hell are, how are you figuring this out and he is so funny here. he's like no seriously like, how are you doing this uh, and he's like um man i can see your feet yeah <laughs> yeah so that's really funny. So and then what, yeah. you're you're just wondering here, like for me, like, okay, Yun Shun Yi in the, you know, this is a dangerous character. He's he's a killer. And you've got a Ling Ling Fat who obviously has no fighting skills. How's he gonna handle this character? And he busts out the magnets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this yeah. really great gimmicky like encounter of them. He throws a magnet onto the sun and then is it's a series of uh, reverse polarity like positive negative like, yeah yeah it feels it feels very video gamey it's like a boss fight oh like love a that. zelda or something yeah t- yeah like, like nintendo yeah yeah you had to get the magnets going the right direction and there's also just things that like all of the magnets in the room have the correct like symbol on them for <laughs> yeah. for positive and negative yeah it's so great and there's so many clever um little like turns to this of sending Yun Shun Yi's character against this like metal grate. Um, but I love the way he's finally taken out. Um, he's, he threw uh, his own magnet onto this like flaming cauldron. And then he's like charging at Fat like 
you know, any second he's going to be dead. And then Fott throws his own magnet um, onto him and he gets sucked right onto the like flaming cauldron and a uh, pretty crazy uh, fire stunt for whoever did, did that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny that it's like celebrated by everybody. Like this dude just like, yeah. very brutally died and went like in ple- completely engulfed in flames and everybody's like yay yeah. I, I love that <laughs> and I, I mean Yun Shun Yi is so good and I mean I could watch half an hour more of this character so it's like kind of a bummer to me to see him like taken out but it mm-hmm. I yeah, mean he yeah. was perfectly used in this role and uh now this shifts focus uh, to the outside and they realize like everybody outside has been killed and you honestly get a really scary moment where Lin Ling Fat is worried that his wife's been killed but then the rest of the crew shows up faceless and mother and you see her uh, starting to use her leave uh, skills and uh, Ling Ling Fat <laughs> now you understand why his hat looks the way it is and it's actually the fan invention that he had which is basically a, a helicopter in in your pocket yeah. <laughs> so right, he uses right. that and then he also has an improved improved version of his mouth gun and he basically <laughs> lights everybody up it's pretty yeah. great it's and sound creepy. effects here are awesome it's like actual like machine gun and helicopter sounds and But it's pretty uh, devastating, at least for a second, because it um, it seems like really everyone in the area is dead, and he's coming upon a corpse that he thinks um, might be his wife, and then she appears kind of off stage um, with like a few of her girlfriends, and basically like they had gone shopping. Um, yeah, just a fun little moment here again their chemistry is just awesome every scene they're in is yeah and it's so good that you i mean i mean me as the viewer i was like please don't do this to me like don't do this to me with this film like (laughs) yeah yeah there are like two or three moments where you're set up for like oh shit no don't break up this happy couple and they push it further each time and then have like an amazing um yeah like justification for how everything's Mm -hmm. actually okay yeah. yeah, and one of my favorite beats following this is when everybody's cheering for Ling Ling Fat. There's this so- shot of like <laughs> maybe so like good. I don't know forty seconds of them just oh like, they're all just laughing, laughing. laughing. Oh. oh man, oh it's so funny. And then he's and like the, pointing at whatever. At home. Oh man, yeah, he's at home and he's still laughing. <laughs> oh, the smash cut. Yeah, so um, oh. he points. He he gets a little award and they wrap it around his neck and he's like, "No, mm-hmm. I don't want that." And he's like pointing at the emperor's crown and there's like a pearl and he's like that's what i want so that actually matters too as the film progresses but it smash cuts to him sitting (laughs) at at home home, still laughing and he's still laughing and his wife's like you've been laughing all day what's going on (laughs) and he says like basically like i I just saw a fat fat lady fall into a ditch Jeez. Uh, oh man something that oh, i mean you'd man. expect something like this out of like a hong kong film from this time but mm-hmm. just the way that they play yeah. it out is just yeah. too perfect and yeah. i think the actual words he are using are kind of like funny sounding too which is kind of a feature of i think we've mentioned before maybe in the chinese odyssey movies but um 
and maybe last time too, but a lot of Stephen Chow's films are um, classified as like uh, which is like makes no sense. Oh, right. Um, and so a lot of the features of that are sometimes just the kind of like silly wordplay. And mm-hmm. um, so I think it's both that it's like, he's laughing at this really mm-hmm. stupid thing. And just the sound of the words too are like stupid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love, he gives the pearl to the wife and the wife is at first kind of oh, mad. Acting she's is like, so awesome here. Cause she's like, you must've robbed someone for the money to buy this. And then she's like, just has this very like, <laughs> I don't know how to even just like limp kind of like running around the room and crying. (laughs) Yeah. And she's like, sometimes I get so happy. I can't control myself. It's so funny. Yeah. It's so, and again, it's like a amazing way that they're, they're dodging like the saccharine kind of like triacle, Mm -hmm. um, overly sweet thing. Like it's, I don't know. It's like heartwarmingly sweet and it has real, I don't know, real blood to it. I feel like. And this leads us to, I, I guess, basically the setup for the final act of the film, mm-hmm. where uh, you've got Ling Ling fought with the emperor, and he tasks him to uh, find this concubine that they've. She's basically this legendary beauty, and he, <laughs> Ling Ling fought's like, I don't understand. Uh, you have all of your harem, <laughs> like, w- w-. and then he just stops, and you see a tear roll down tear his face, <laughs> and then you see just the slow motion crawl of all of yeah. these uh, quote unquote beauties coming towards yeah. him, and led you- by another like, like dude playing as a woman with like yeah. this huge mustache, yeah, it's like yeah, mustache, it's like stubble and giant eyebrows, and- yeah. So that's that's Lee Kinyan. Oh, it's it shows up in a lot of Stephen Chow's yeah films yeah. as usually as that same type of character and they're they're like schoolhood friends like they go way back and he would and always like have a cameo his nose too. yep yeah. usually oh, if you see him dressed like cross dressing he'll have his finger his pinky in his nose <laughs> yeah but then it's great it cuts to um the emperor is still crying and it cuts to steven and he has like a single tear fall yeah. down his cheek it's like say no more um but yeah so they have a little bit of he and the um the uh q like assistant have a little bit of a hard time getting into the brothel and um yeah with the cross-dressing fresh in our mind um fox (laughs) kind of inspired but it's almost like the dude is sidekick becomes like a broken robot or something. He keeps repeating the same phrase <laughs> and turning his head back and forth. And then this cuts to Steven with like, you know, luscious locks and this like long lady mm-hmm. wig, like spinning yeah, his and hair. He's, back he's and whipping forth. his hair around too. And, and the, the brothel owner is kingdom Yoon who. Yeah. 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 In Wing Chun the last mm-hmm. time on the podcast. Yeah, she's and honest. I like that the she keeps like announcing this, what her, like her role in the movie. Yeah, is. yeah, and I like she she keeps saying that she's a lady pimp. I'm a lady pimp. She doesn't she doesn't say like I'm a madam or whatever. It's the lady pimp, which I'm I'm sure that was for uh, that was deliberate, like the yeah, totally a deliberate choice. It's yeah, and later really when funny. we meet her, she says I'm still a lady pimp. Um, <laughs> it's great. Yeah, she's but, really funny. Um, but it's funny My, the, tw- the twists oh. keep coming. This next scene is so great. It's so perfect because they said there's this 
this beauty from Jin that's that's coming in, and we see this this woman walking down, and then uh, Stephen Chow turns around and sees this <laughs> this this man, quote unquote, who is like very clearly the um you know the, the, this beautiful woman it yeah. has like this like little like mustache painted on and has this huge <laughs> yeah. like c- cigar in her mouth oh it's so funny oh, so great and that's uh carmen lee who plays and, this yeah character. that's carmen lee yeah. and then it kind of breaks into this fantasy <laughs> dance sequence mm-hmm. that's in fun's yeah head. and the juxtaposing like she's actually like a legitimately effective yeah. dancer <laughs> but he, he's just doing this, the one basic like disco pointing yeah <laughs> um in his full dress and everything oh mm-hmm. so good it is and it's always cool seeing a it's a a man in drag and a woman in drag, uh, like trying to seduce each other, which is is pretty funny. Yeah, that's really fun. Uh, but you do see that Ling Ling Fat is really taken by her beauty, and this becomes a real problem for him because he's so happy in his marriage, and they're really building up this kind of, you know, another woman scenario. And uh, mm. I I I I don't know. I love because you're watching this and you know how happy they are. And like I said before, I'm like please don't kill her, <laughs> you know, yeah. please don't yeah. do this to me. But there's also this sense where they're, they're looking out beyond the camera to you and like, Hey, we're, we're messing with you. This marriage is in yeah, trouble, totally. but you're like, is it though? Like, so I, I really feel like they, they walk that line really carefully in this mm-hmm. film. And even when they're pushing you to think that there's a problem, you, yeah, they're always still, ahead of you actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you're still really great. on their side as, a married couple like you want this to work and you want there to be like a trap door that you don't know that's just going to be like okay everything's all right and yeah, they honestly yeah, reward totally. you with that after they kind of throw this stuff in your face and yeah i, I sure. love it i love it yeah it's it doesn't quite remind me of anything else well also so what other film has established such a great central relationship like this where i can't i can't think of you know what i mean yeah so it's like they they really know the magic that they have on their hands and they they just play with it really kind of deliciously um so when he comes back home uh, karina lao is like smelling something and she's like oh what's that aroma on you there's this great gag she's like smelling right under his collar and he like produces this little packet of makeup he's like oh it's this makeup that i got you Mm -hmm. um (laughs) so it seems like he's kind of narrowly dodging yeah. Um, the challenge, but he it c- kind of smash cuts to him immediately going back to the brothel. This time, <laughs> like dressed as himself. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, we had. <laughs> yeah, and, he's like, I wanna, I wanna get it with with uh, Cam Cho, like the the beautiful woman. And Kitamoon Suyun's like, Oh yeah, you went with Cam Cho. And then it shows this huge crowd of guys, like uh, they dude, all want to get with her too. Crowd. Dude, this crowd. Oh, this is. I laughed out loud with this. And the new translation mm-hmm. is really great too. Like he's encountering this crowd of like horny dudes. And most of us are like, okay, we know how this scene goes. It's like get in the back of the line punk or whatever. But they're like surprisingly like really insightful about him. And it's like, just because you're good looking and talented. And he's like, wait, you know, I'm talented. It's like, yeah, I can tell you're down to earth too. And the one guy says, <laughs> you have a caring heart. You'd make a wonderful friend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah, too good. So she ends up inviting all the guys 
over it, and it turns into this test basically. And yeah, this Kamcho wine tasting test. has like a wine tasting, yeah. And um, Ling Ling Fat easily destroys everybody here. He has a whole <laughs> yeah. bit where he's talking about the tongue and how different taste buds are positioned on the tongue and how you mm-hmm. should taste the wine. <laughs> and I love the yeah, yeah, your buddy that you were talking about, Marty, is basically the guinea pig. He's poking at his mouth. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. It works really well. But that immediately wins uh uh Kamcho over and she invites him into like a solo meeting and there they start to really play against each other. Like she's tempting him and he's trying to play it cool, but also it's like uh it's there's this cultural thing too that maybe I'm losing a little bit of, but you can tell that uh, she understands like oh he's a happily married man from uh you know from China and I'm from another country and I'm have these wild uh, tastes that he doesn't know about like there's a bit where she's burning herself with candle wax and he's like what are you doing yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's it gets pretty really sexual and, and he also um, at one point she's like whip it out and he's like you want me to whip it out? and um, <laughs> he ends up bringing out this present and it's the exact pearl it's that the pearl yeah he had just given his wife which again yeah. like you were saying carlos they're like really twisting the knife yeah um, and you in you, their heart you, yeah part of you is like there's something else going on i don't know what it is but something else is happening here because you you just don't want to believe that he's going out of his way to uh mm-hmm. you know be uh, you know cheating on his wife like this yeah yeah totally. And also i really love i've um because of my job i've kind of been learning a little bit more about how like to do like lighting and stuff for for theater oh, awesome. and things like that yeah. um and pink is a surprisingly effective color like it works well with a lot of skin tones Ooh, yeah. and so this whole scene has a really cool pink kind of kind of lighting to it that kind Dude, of yeah, no beautiful yeah adds to out. adds to everything yeah, um, and especially sure. like the silhouette dreaming. in the back, because because there's like this this woman dancing behind a screen, and it's like all pink. Yeah, it's like it's, it's really like black and white. It's like pink and black. Yeah, really cool. In general, the movie, um, especially now with this um, the newer uh, HD transfer, um, God, it just looks great. Uh, speaking of looking great, uh, that next shot at the it's the um Karina Lau's birthday party it opens mm. on kind of like the mm, uh, the yeah. walks with the food and it kind of tracks and like follows the food being brought back uh, into the house it, really really great oh yeah um makes, but yeah so that's, here that's we... one of I've always wanted to cook because like the proper way to cook on a walk is they like on an outdoor like over a big fire I've always wanted to cook I've always wanted to cook like that that looks amazing dude nice spin stuff around and we've got kind of a big Mary gang here. She mentioned her family was going to be coming in town for her birthday. Um, and her dad um, is played by uh, Poon Hong Sang. And that's the, um, he's a cinematographer. He's not really an actor. Oh my um, God. Are you serious? Because yeah. this dude oh, kills perfect. it. He yeah. totally kills. And I think, like I mentioned, he ends up um, being the cinematographer on Kung Fu Hustle as well as uh, CJ7, I think. Oh, that's great. Yeah, we have a situation here where you're just waiting for everything to explode. And Ling Ling Fat is really nervous just being amongst her family. And, you know, after all of this 
quote unquote infidelity uh things are starting to fall apart and yeah the 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 main thing that just really kicks it off is the father-in-law saying oh hey by the way what were you doing at the i think he said the hen house (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) and then they're like wait he's like what he's like he went to a brothel like he just yells (laughs) it at he climbs on top of the table and yells it <laughs> it's like it's the so, most uh, <laughs> and the cuts to everyone way. everyone else in the family someone even has chopsticks hanging out of their mouth it's just mm-hmm. yeah oh, and it's it's, awesome. it's immediately and, followed by this like test where she's like listening oh, to his heartbeat beautiful. oh yeah and he's just holding himself so tight yeah like, she has her like head against his chest and he's like shaking his head and speak it's cool uh frank jang um likened how steve is talking to like a quanta king like style um and uh i'm like oh yeah i kind of see that um, yeah i can see that <laughs> it, it's like it's like he's trying to pass this polygraph and so mm-hmm. he's just speaking mm-hmm. really gingerly and slowly basically like prostitutes have medical needs too as a doctor <laughs> yeah. i have to address um and they're asking like well has his heart rate like raised at all and she says not at all and she lifts her <laughs> head up, but she still has her hand on his chest. And as soon as she removes his hand, we hear the sound effect of his heart pumping. And we see this like physical, like something yeah. like on his chest. It's yeah. crazy. It's so good. And he's victorious. He's cheering, you know, and the, then there's this. We've got awesome, these great, great um, opposing crane shots. Like, yes, exactly. Um, the crane One is going shot. backwards from the table. And then one is going forwards the opposite way towards the like the doors of the the home and yeah just just amazing suspense and it culminates he he has like a worried look on his face and then the doors fly open and sure enough um yeah it's uh it's the carmen lee the the prostitute character Mm. and oh man this this is amazing yeah, and they get there's a great uh, scene with uh, or a great like cut with uh, uh, Karina Lau and Kamcho, uh, Carmen Lee, Kamcho, Carmen Lee. Yeah, yeah. The the two of them like interacting and basically talking around like you did you have sex with my husband? Yeah, <laughs> and, and there's some really fun right, wordplay totally. here that honestly mm-hmm. you should just watch it with the new subtitles because. Uh, you'd lose all of it in the old one, but basically they're talking about these medicines or perfumes and they all like refer to either being single or being with another man and it it, it just works so well and i again i have to really commend the uh uh, who did the new subtitles and it did it's really hard to kind of convey those Mm -hmm. cult not only cultural but it's like this colloquialism kind of deal and it all and the double meanings and the entendres and everything ah so hard Mm -hmm. But yeah, they do a great job, and we're cutting um, to Fat, who's continuing to like vigorously oh, out of a little rice that's bowl, gonna be good. and he's just like t- turning his he's like slowly turning to around. like not be facing any of them. Mm, um, yeah, but then we get this that kind of psychological catfight or whatever is kind of escalating, and then the final move um, is. Uh, uh, yeah, Carmen's character pulls out the pearl 
and we get some more of the like smoky effects from the pearl and here Karina a amazing look she's just like you can read everything on her face and she's mm-hmm. just kind of stunned silent and then she just starts kind of like letting him have it uh and here's where we twist the knife crazily um yeah, and I still remember the first time watching this movie. Just I was yeah. so like sucked into it. I'm like, no, you're like, no, 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 no don't. <laughs> What's happening? Cause, yeah, because yeah. Fot Fot runs mm-hmm. away with her, and and like it like seemingly is like leaving his wife and his whole family. And and I love the the family is like losing it. They're like on the ground screaming because he's leaving. <laughs> well, and there's also this like um, Mexican standoff with like broken oh, pots yeah. and bowls and everything. And the real kiss of death is like everyone's holding each other in check with something. And Karina allows about to smash this like ceramic horse. Um, and then this like broken plate comes to her neck and it's fought mm-hmm. and it's like, he's literally piercing her skin and it's like mm-hmm. horrible. Yeah. Um, and she's got tears in her eyes and he seems like completely cold. And, <laughs> but it's also funny because he's like, she's like, you lied to me. He's like you lied to me. You told me you were the sign of the rabbit. Um, you're older <laughs> than me. <laughs> like, uh, it's great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he walks out. Um, arm in arm uh, with Carmen Lee character and mm. this takes us to the end of the movie yeah. and there's like a really really strong emotional beat in the middle of that l- when they leave because she has this thing like a phrase that she says a couple of times in the film where it's basically um, why don't you let me make you some noodles and we can yeah. like relax and she uses that line on him and it holds on her and you can see her with tears in her eyes and it cuts to him, and he takes the pearl and he throws it right at her face. <laughs> Which, oh. honestly, when I think of like Stephen Chow films, like the women always get really messed up in a way. And actually, when it comes to most of his films, she comes out ahead of most of the ladies that star with him in, in a movie. Yeah, no, that's true. But that's the moment where you're like, oh, no. So, yeah, they... They make their way back and you see they're having this playful time and um, here's where that the other shoe drops and you find out that not only was he kind of in on this, but everybody was in on it. And mm-hmm. uh, before that, before she can do what she really wants, um, the emperor shows up and the family shows up and everybody mm-hmm. basically set this all up to trap Kamcho, who actually is the faceless master. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just so great. And, and then we have this, um, and it turns crazy, into like an yeah. award ceremony. <laughs> yeah. Where... Like Mel Brooks naked gun. Yeah. It's just brilliant. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, Karina and... Lau obviously gets best actress um and she's like i'd like to thank my family and and it's the staging of it is all awesome because now Mm. like all the characters are basically like looking right into the camera yeah um and they have like a split screen whatever she says and he's like the proud husband and then there's just this amazing gag and i guess at this point in time in real life, I think Stephen had been snubbed at the Hong Kong Film Awards like multiple <laughs> times. Oh my uh, so god! Setting up, it's like, and better. now for best actor, it could only be, and it's um, yeah, it's, it's like father-in-law. father-in-law. Yeah. Like at the spotlight was on him and then moves away. <laughs> and oh, he's perfect. amazing here. That uh, is too good. 
Um, <laughs> I did not know that. That makes it so much better. <laughs> but so uh, before everything is in a in a neat little package, then um, the before they're able to like take away the the faceless man, he breaks out of the chains and like the the faceless form takes over again. Um, and we have to have the the final showdown with all the wacky gadgets that haven't been used yet. <laughs> yeah, and when he uh, transforms, there's pretty good morph for yeah, uh, you know, yeah they... for for '96 Hong Kong. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, that sounds mean, but like you know, it's, I mean, no, really, because I mean, we haven't while, encountered right? like yeah, <laughs> the effects it's almost usually... like zero computer anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, we mentioned that like. It was a big deal that a 1993 movie had sync sound, so it's like we're on a, <laughs> you know, we're on a different time. Scale. This one's in color. It's a whole other world yeah. of cinema. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So the faceless master uh, starts an attack, and uh, actually, the faceless stance, this faceless foo that he uses, has its own gimmick, and I think it's really cool. It's pretty wild wuxia rules here, but basically, if he strikes an opponent. That opponent doesn't get damaged, but everything behind the opponent gets damaged. Yeah, that's and, very video gamey. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah, totally. And it's like but, really explosive. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but it actually builds to this hilarious gag where <laughs> the, Fatian, uh, the yeah, Fatian understands what's happening, and he's like, "Wait a second. He's like, "I want to get punched," and he runs over and he gets a direct strike from Faceless Master, and he <laughs> but gets, it totally hurts. Yeah, it hurts, yeah. and then he talks to the the man that was struck previously he's like wait what you said you weren't hurt he's like yeah but i'm what do you say he's like i'm really scared though so then fatyan's like okay why don't you strike that guy and then when he strikes him then fatyan gets damaged again so -hmm. it's like this looney tunes back and forth and if it lands on this shot of him getting slammed to the wall and sliding down the wall and there's this fourth wall like break where they (laughs) Well, they his literally wig break his wig and, falls yeah. off yeah. and he and, says and steven shout just looks straight at the cameron's laughing they're both laughing it's too apparently funny. it's like it's just it's like an ng but the, i don't think they ever got a take without steven laughing oh so you're this talking- is like the most like hysterical because <laughs> we do have ngs at the end credits on this movie but yeah um, that's like a but, mr yeah, burns amazing. uh in the Judah Ben Hur, yeah. you know, at the uh, <laughs> him like getting dragged around by the horse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Simple villages, I promise you, I will close plates in America and bring work here. Viva, Senor Burns! Viva! Viva! <laughs> we did twenty takes, and that was the best one. I was saying Booer. That's how you know we're back is we got Simpsons yeah. references. Yeah, totally. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, who also comes back into the movie um, is our uh, composer as a mm-hmm. um, transvestite ghost. Mm-hmm. And um, they and end the up new actually subs, being they call her like yeah. spirit sister or something like that. Okay. Which oh, that's awesome. I thought was, I thought was, that's, that's funny. It sounds like a, yeah. a train song. Oh my gosh. But, hey, spirit sister. <laughs> hey, spirit sister. Um, um, but, but then, yeah, the, the ghost uses uh, this technique to. Oh, it's so cool. That yeah, the, the the gag there is that she's like spinning around the faceless master, 
and then whenever she stops, she just throws up yeah, because she's funny. spinning around too much. <laughs> and there's a great shot where the, the face master gets completely wrapped up in chains, and everyone's like cheering with their mouth open, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And it cuts to her; and she throws up again. <laughs> uh, <sighs> that also remind me of uh, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. You remember Great Tiger? The the Indian boxer oh. had like a move oh, that was yeah. straight up like that. Not the puke though. No, no yeah. puke. <laughs> that's in the the puking in the, was the, in the gritty, in the gritty reboot. Of the, Punch Out. Yeah, all the puking yeah. was in Street Fighter Two. You guys remember that? Yeah. SF Two. Oh, oh man. man, they should bring that back. <laughs> puking. <laughs> the barf. The barf mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, um, Faceless Master is tied up in chains, and there's actually, uh, like they're they're planning his defeat. So there's a thunderstorm going on, and they have the chain tied to uh, a metal ri- wire hanging above the the building. So he breaks free, and in an act of desperation, Ling Ling Fat grabs the chain to reattach it. And but it's then, a total Doc Brown. Yeah, he gets moment. struck. Like the, like, and yeah. Uh, yeah, we've got some really <laughs> and you nice. You keep thinking it's like, wow, how awesome! Like, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, if you're about to see an awesome action moment in a Stephen Chow film, you should probably prepare yourself because he's just <laughs> about to make contact with the lightning bolted chain, and he doesn't make it, and he just gets shocked. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks really nice, though. There's some really nice yeah, scope effects to it. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, and, all the effects in this final sequence are really strong. They are. Yeah, I I would say what we're leading up to, there's one thing that I kind of like, uh, I don't know about. But what happens <laughs> here is another thing that we'll see in a lot of Stephen Chow films is like this kind of this magic heroic moment where okay he got struck by lightning everybody's worried and you have a moment where his wife gets struck by faceless master but uh just before he's gonna finish her off you see that uh ling ling fat gets up and it, this lightning strike has actually awakened the flying fairy uh yeah. beyond the sky stance which is you know the pamphlet that he got way at the beginning of the film which was played for jokes. And he did say that he read it when the emperor was questioning his inventions. And yeah. now you see that it's awakened in him be- because of the lightning strike. And uh, it's super cool. And one thing I always really love is that when uh, you get these heroic moments in Stephen Chow films, they always look super good. Like they look, yeah. I mean, cooler than any superhero movie to me. Like you get these really cool, like, almost anime like moments and you got yeah, him flying well towards the enemy but then you get another morph <laughs> and he's wearing this like weird like halloween yeah. mask that doesn't I really work they didn't completely it's kind of a ra- that, but... it's a little bit of i think it's meant to be a little bit of like a raiders yeah i can see that on yep. like when it shifts to the ghoulish looking faces um but yeah hard I'm not sure whether it's totally totally working mm-hmm. but um, what I think really is working is he like he slashes up faceless. Oh and, man! Um, I'm still wondering how they did this. Probably with some kind of model or something. It looks it's like it's yeah, rotoscoped like, in a way. Mm-hmm. Like it. It's mm. like rotoscoped, and it, whenever it falls apart, I think it's kind of it. Kind of looks like like stop motion. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, it, but yeah, he's he's sliced like in like a dozen places, and like breaks into crumbles into all these pieces. A great little gag where Steven's like trying to count them one by one. And there's mm-hmm. one on. There's also um, a little beat here where he's cheering, but there's this strange kind of moment where uh, 
his wife gets up and she she's not exactly happy and she starts like powdering her face i i didn't mm. really get what they were going with that but yeah. this leads us to the end of the film and uh, i i love they they literally like ride out into the sunset but it's the helicopter On his helicopter oh <laughs> uh, yeah yeah that's, that's good really and they really agree good. it's like oh let's have like let's have a baby and yeah. she's like right now and then they start <laughs> diving yeah and that's that's one good little joke where he's like, I think I want to call it a helicopter, and she's like, Nah, that's not a good name. Call it the wop 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 machine. <laughs> yeah, that's really that's so fun. good. Oh man! And then we cut right into um, yeah, it, and, NGs, NGs, which I was expecting. Yeah, pretty cool, and not not really a mainstay of uh, Stephen Chow's films necessarily. No, but, right? Um, really, yeah, really great. Um, this dang movie, yeah. So yeah, but, we're we're recording this on January first, and I honestly feel like this is like the perfect movie to start our year out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's everything that I needed right yeah, now. It's super man. good. And yeah, yeah it's like I think not only a good lunar New Year movie, but yeah, just a good Roman calendar New Year movie too. It's uh, yeah, really really hits the spot. Um, sorry, I cut you off, Matthew. No, you're good. But yeah, that's Forbidden City Cop, 1996. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think I laughed more at uh, Love on Delivery, but this one, that this is a really, this is just a good movie. I think this is like, yeah. like I feel like you could show someone that's like thinking about getting into kung fu stuff. Like obviously, if that you know you want to show them something more funny. Um, I feel like you could you could go a lot worse than this one. So yeah, and I I mean we mentioned like Wong Jing stuff and Stephen Chow did mm-hmm. do a lot of stuff with Wong Jing, but I I feel like the decisions that are made in this film really are kind of more lasting to me when it comes to the comedy and I just I yeah, think overall it like the comedy blends into everything else overall way better than something I mean. We could talk about Wong Jing, but whatever. <laughs> but I just, yeah. I, I really enjoyed this movie. And I, I had a lot of like out loud laughs with this. And actually my wife was like, she noticed. She's like, what's oh. going on? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, I don't, and it, it I, just really holds together as, as a movie. I think like you're saying, like it ages really well. Um, It does, the, none of the wackiness or zaniness kind of like undercuts anything that um is like heart, heartfelt. Yeah. The other thing I forgot to mention is that with Yun Shen Yi, I was looking at his crediting, and this is like the second to last acting credit that he has on. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, HK MDB. Yeah, so. um, it had well, there's Iron Monkey. I think that's ninety three. Yeah, that yeah. sounds and, right. And then uh, I, if I'm remembering right, he's got a small role in uh, CJ Seven. So. After that, it's more of a behind-the-camera situation. Yeah, that's interesting. It's like there's a connection. I mean, um, you know, and Yuen-Wil Ping became involved with Steven around mm-hmm. Kung Fu Hustle time as well. But you have Yuen Chung Yan who acts in Kung Fu Hustle. And, yeah, um, Sunny Yuen <laughs> back, back yep, in action for Sunny. CJ7. So that's yeah, cool. yeah, nice. Um, the other thing that I wanted to mention is we talked about the subtitles a bit, and I can't remember if I mentioned it, but the guy that handled the subtitles for the 88 films version is uh, Dylan Chung, and he's worked on quite a bit of new stuff, and uh, there's a really good 
uh, interview with him that we'll link to in uh, the show notes for the podcast. But he yes. he had a moment where he was talking about the brothel in this film. And yeah, he, that was a fascinating story. Yeah, so the title of the brothel is kind of a riff on the institution that sponsors the Miss Hong Kong Oh, yeah, it's Kong like a non-profit pageant. something. Yeah, so like the name of the... Here, I wrote this down. So the brothel name is called A Gathering of Intelligent Men to Discuss Literature and Art. And uh, <laughs> so he he localized that as like Literati's Colloquy. And yeah, he said yeah. that the name's based on the charitable foundation that sponsors Miss Hong Kong. And that's called An Elegant Gathering of Smart and Intelligent Women. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's something that would be completely lost to any of the viewers but thanks to this work here and these new releases we get to see some of the context behind the jokes not i mean you could watch this film not knowing everything and still get a lot of comedy out of it because Mm -hmm. the balance between physical and just kind of the timing of things works but uh some of this language stuff I mean, for so, so for so long, it's gone unnoticed for people in the West, and now we get stuff like this. So uh, yeah, again, totally. I gotta really commend the the work being done here. It's awesome. Yeah, amazing work, Dylan. And yeah, I mean, I think it it's true whenever someone says like, "Oh, you just it can't be fully translated," but there's still a world of difference between like a really ambitious and amazing translation and um, one that's. A little, a little more half-hearted. So, um, yeah, we're extremely in debt to this awesome work. Mm-hmm. Another fun one, guys. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a ton of fun to talk about, and I'm definitely excited to. I'm excited to look more into um, the stuff with because Dylan Chung has like an Instagram and stuff where he'll he'll translate like interviews and stuff coming out of Hong Kong. So that's that's really cool. Yeah, see a for little sure. more update awesome. stuff. Yeah, thank you so much for checking out our show here. If you liked it, then you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're at Heroes the Number Three Podcasts on all three of them. Also, uh, we're on Spotify, and you can leave reviews for podcasts on Spotify now. So go if if you listen to us on Spotify, or if you don't, go leave us a review on there. That'll be that'll help us out. Oh, cool! We can be almost Dude, be awesome. awesome again. We can be almost <laughs> awesome again. I One day it. we gotta do a bonus episode to explain that. Yeah, it's fine. We don't it's have fine. to. Whatever. Um, <laughs> um, so Marty, what is our training for next week? Continuing our Stephen Chow thing. Oh man, I am beyond excited for our next film. Um, a true Stephen Chow masterpiece, I would say. Um, really extremely enjoyable watch. Also, a really challenging watch in places, and it all <laughs> comes together in a, such an amazing package. It's it's a film titled King of Comedy, not to be confused with the uh, Marty Scorsese King of Comedy. Yeah. Or the original Kings of Comedy. The yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No Bernie Mac. In this oh, no Bernie man, in this I one. love Bernie Mac. Dude, Bernie Mac is a legend. But yeah, I can't wait for you guys uh, to watch this one. And uh, it's another film that's a little bit more widely available on um, kind of digital rental platforms. Well, until next week, where we're taking a look at King of Comedy, I'm Matthew. I'm Marty. I'm Carlos. And we are the Heroes 3. Remember your training.
Heroes 3 is part of the Mercado Brothers Podcast Network.